0: Hey everyone, it's Dr. Tim and Hillary in another installment of the Dr. Tim's Aquatics podcast. How are you doing, Hillary?
1: I'm doing good. How about you?
0: Good. Finally back in the office. It's been a kind of a crazy month, which we're going to recap a little bit for everybody. Lots of shows going on, lots of shows coming up, lots of products, new items, and things like that. So, uh, pretty busy time here.
1: Yes, yes, it has. I think it's been crazy us trying to figure out figure out like when we were going to schedule to do this podcast. So we're doing this one, and we still have another podcast that we have to squeeze in before the end of the month. I don't know if that'll happen or not. But hey, we'll try. why don't we
0: do a podcast live from Rap or Aquashella?
1: Oh, no, I like that? that uh, no, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Too late; it's already out there.
0: We are doing at Aquashella texas yes which is going to be the halloween 30th and 31st of october we are going to have a live aquascape demonstration in our booth both days
1: yes i believe that's at one o'clock
0: i think they're still deciding i think it's moved to noon
1: okay i knew they were talking about noon or one so if you're listening, stay tuned. We'll have more details on that closer yeah. to showtime. But that'll be that'll be fun, and uh,
0: uh, on our site we'll update the shows. But we will, and we're going to talk about them all. So, uh, anyways, we'll talk about where we're going to be. Right now, maybe we'll talk about where we were.
1: Yeah, I can't believe how busy. Like it feels like yesterday was the beginning of August, and now it's almost the end of August. And it's just, I mean, at least for you guys, it's been shows nonstop.
0: Yes. So we started out in, um, a lot of people may not know is that Dr. Tim's aquatics products are in other channels besides the, uh, pet fish hobby, you know, the hobbyist. We also sell a lot of products to public aquariums and because our products are hundred percent natural or bacteria, just bacteria, um, we sell a lot into the aquaculture, aquaculture hydroponics, and mariculture fields um, for you know growing fish, growing uh, plants, growing basically growing food. So we were at the Aquaculture America conference in San Antonio for a few days earlier this month.
1: That's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah. What and you might how do bacteria work in In aquaculture, obviously, water is a a scarce resource. And so more and more uh, systems are what's called RAS, R-A-S, recirculating aquaculture systems. And Basically it's a aquarium. Maybe it's a lot bigger than maybe, well, it is a lot bigger than your home aquarium, a lot <laughs> higher volumes. And the object here is to grow food. It could be freshwater, saltwater, fish. Uh, there's plants, shrimp, mm. all, all sorts of things. Shrimp. I heard. Of, mm. <laughs> uh, yep, shrimp it's funny.
1: Like popular. I'm familiar with some of those setups. Cause I think if you go to Disney, in florida um they have a whole setup where i think they're growing tilapia and they use the tilapia i think in their restaurants but they're also growing plants as well and it's such a really cool setup but i've never heard of people using shrimp before
0: oh yeah shrimp shrimp aquaculture is very big there are land-based you know because you can grow shrimp in ponds Or uh, that's what I did in the Peace Corps years ago in the Philippines. Um, But you can also grow them far from the ocean in recirculated systems in tanks. Um, And get a very good product close to market, because nowadays, especially transportation costs are quite expensive. Um, But they they have to treat this water, get rid of the ammonia, get rid of the nitrite, make sure there aren't any impurities that can impart uh, distaste, you know, sometimes, um, well, you, you kind of are what you eat and fish and shrimp can be, you know, you are what's in the water. So if the water has certain byproducts in it, uh, waste products, it can generate off flavor where the shrimp and the fish just don't taste very good. So that all has to be cleaned up and then you have to deal with all the waste And it's the same bacteria that we use in the aquarium. The one and only nitrifying bacteria are used in aquaculture facilities and they regularly practice a type of biosecurity where they will sterilize the systems between lots or every once in a while. Just as a prophylactic treatment, they will sterilize the biofilter and start all over, just to make sure they don't have any diseases and don't and eliminate the potential of carrying diseases over to the next crop or the next hatchery or something like that. So it's uh, it's not happenstance. There's a whole science between the aquaculture and then um, hydroponics is growing food in water so it's growing plants in water and that is uh, used bacteria because if you're 100% natural you can't add any chemical fertilizers to that water to grow the plants so it's a pretty cool way what they have to do is add some type of natural organic to the water well, in order to uh, make that work, you have to add bacteria like our waste away to break those organics down. And as I've said many times on these podcasts, what do those organics get broken down into? Ammonia and carbon dioxide. Well, co 2s needed for plants and the ammonia goes into the nitrification cycle, so they add the one and only to convert that ammonia to nitrate, because plants would rather uptake nitrate for their nitrogen rather than ammonia. Then what you can do is combine the two, fish culture, aquaculture, with with, with, uh, hydroponics, and come up with a term called aquaponics. Now this is where you're Growing both fish and plants. And the fish waste, instead of you adding a, an organic waste, you're basically having the fish produce the organic waste in the system. And then those organics are broken down and feed the plants. So the fish waste feeds the plants. The plants help filter the water to keep the water healthy for the fish. And you can harvest the crop, both crops, you get plants and uh, fish from it. And there's a lot of science a lot more complex than that, but it's a very big growing field. A lot of people do this privately. You can buy setups, aquaponic setups for your backyard and grow different types of uh, fish. Tilapia uh, is very common. The la- you're talking about at Disney, that's Epcot Center. And That's I haven't right. been there for a while, but last time I was there, they were growing what's called sunshine bass, which I'm very familiar with. That was what I started out with. Um, it's a hybrid between a striped bass and a white bass. And early in my aquaculture career, before Marineland, before Dr. Tim's, I ran the hatchery and produced you know millions of those and worked at a fish farm that produced a couple million pounds of those fish every year. Oh, wow. Another story for another day, maybe.
1: <laughs> You have all the best stories. <laughs> but,
0: um, you know, aqu- aquaculture and intensive aquaculture, recirculating aquaculture produces more protein per pound than any other type of crop. And it's fish protein. It's very healthy. Or, you know, you're not allowed to use any antibiotics with fish, anything like that. And the wastewater from the aquaculture facilities can be used to... Um, Irrigate other crops, to irrigate uh, farmland and duck ponds and all sorts of things. So you can get multiple uses f- from this from this water. Pretty cool. Yep. So, we we'll have to have a talk about how we raised fish. We uh, raised one point five pounds, so a pound and a half of fish in a gallon of water. Now what? picture your hundred gallon tank. With 150 pounds of fish in there.
1: Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, it was quite sophisticated liquid oxygen injection, YouTube injection. Um, very, very cool, very stressful. Uh, I mean, when the power went out, we had backup generators and all sorts of alarm systems and uh, Power only goes out at night. It Power never goes out during the day. It's only only goes out at
1: night when you're on vacation or about. Day on a vacation.
0: Friday or a Saturday when you're trying to get a day off. That's when the <laughs> power goes out. <laughs> so that was quite fun. And then uh, at the same time that was going on, we had part of our crew at Aquashella in Chicago. Um, if, if you've never been to an Aquashella I highly recommend it, just like we recommend the Reef of Paloozas. But Aqua is is a mixture. It's a lot of fun. Why Reef of Paloozas are reef oriented, um, the Aqua have a bit of everything. They have freshwater, saltwater, artists, YouTubers, freshwater shrimp, plant contests, landscaping contests. Um, it's just. Uh, different crowd and a a lot of fun and uh, the next one uh, is in Dallas October 30th and 31st Um, if you're looking for the latest frags and and uh, talks on uh, reef tanks well then highly recommend of course the reef of paloozas and the next one of those is in Chicago october 16th and 17th and i will be at both so come on by and say hi
1: and you know i have heard this 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 could just be a rumor that you guys might be dressing up for halloween at the aquashella in dallas
0: say what (laughs) okay susan and i are talking I, i think this is a conspiracy among members of the dr tim crew to get me to dress up
1: it's halloween how can you not dress up
0: quite easily (laughs) (laughs) this will have to be an online discussion Uh, (laughs)
1: jokes (laughs) aside it it is it is a fun good show they had i've only been to one of the aqua before and they had a kangaroo of all things a kangaroo
0: yeah that actually is not very good
1: (laughs) just totally random i was like all right okay i guess
0: yeah um (laughs) But but they are a lot of fun, both of them. And if you can make it look, uh, you know, Palooza or Aquashella, look it up on the internet, look at our site and come out and you'll see uh, lots of fish stuff, lots of fishy art, uh, really cool things. And it's uh, great for the family. Definitely uh, great for the kids. There's kids areas, face painting and uh, all sorts of things. Now, if you if that's too you know not enough sciencey for you, um, coming up September fourth and fifth this year is Macna, but it's a little different. It's virtual. Uh, you can watch some presentations. They're going to have some. Are they doing them, a couple of them live? Yeah,
1: yeah, I think if you buy the passes, I think they have the schedule online, and at the end of the day, they have. Um, like zoom chat rooms so you can break off into different groups. I know they have, um, the women in reefing one, which I think I've been to a couple of those in the past. And I know there's some other ones as well. So if, you know, you, if you just want to attend the group chats, you can do that, or you can come and watch all of the presenters, but if you go to their website, you can, uh, get the tickets for that. I think last year, they always have like these, it's not going to be a banquet obviously, cause it's virtual, but they had a a room open at the end of last year's. And I think they said it went to like two in the morning of just social conversation with people. It's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Was there virtual drinking?
1: Uh, I'm sure there was lots of drinking, all sorts.
0: Yes. All with good fun. Um, then from Aquashella uh, and uh which was in Chicago and us in San Antonio, we all converged into SuperZoo at in Las Vegas. Where we premiered uh, several new products. We did some live streams, which yep. most went well. One went off into the ether, I guess, and isn't recorded.
1: Yes, but the, the, the live streams where we talked about the new products, those are definitely up on our channel, so you can go back and watch those. Those are there.
0: So, um, we, we uh, introduced a couple of new brands. And so, within the Dr. Tim's uh, family of products, we now have uh, Dr. Tim's Aquatics, which you're all familiar with, uh, mm-hmm. we hope. We now have ASF. ASF is a partnership with Aquarium Systems France. And we were showing our new controllable dc pumps yes there's seven different sizes they have six presets uh and also um a five minute feed so you can hit the button on the controller and the pump will shut off for five minutes so you can feed your fish without the food going off into the overflow and then it automatically turns on in five minutes. Now for you, for those of you who are not familiar with uh, DC pumps, you know, there's two types of uh, current, alternating current, AC, direct current, DC, that's as much as that we're gonna get into. But (laughs) with the DC, it's much easier to regulate in terms of uh, with a controller you can slow the pump down and you're not going to be generating heat and i will get into all the technical things but the main thing is is that they're great for being able to control the flow without a flow restrictor without a valve you just slow the pump down and there's tons of uses for them our DC pumps can be used as submersible pumps. So you put it in the sump, in the tank, somewhere, you it's submerged, submersible under the water or in line. So you can have it outside the water and, you know, hard plummet. Don't forget the unions make it easy to disconnect, to clean. Um, and uh, you can use it outside the tank as a, rem- you know, a remote pump or a non-submersible mode. Uh, they have a cool uh, reddish translucent uh, tinge to them on different parts of it. Like I said, six different sizes and uh, we should have those fingers crossed by Christmas.
1: Ooh, I'm very excited. These, these are really cool looking pumps.
0: Yes. And uh, um, we also with the ASF line have test kits. Um, nine different test kits how to use them in plain english the res, you know what the units are all the things that i've been raving about it. um we've we've hopefully uh, fixed with with our set of test kits so you get the basic ph ammonia nitrite nitrate phosphate calcium magnesium uh, general hardness, uh, and then uh, so that's your calcium and magnesium together, and then uh, alkalinity. So I think yes,
1: And we, we've talked about the test kits before in a previous podcast, but it's exciting because they're new. And why not talk about them again?
0: Yeah. And one of the things we've done, because in most test kits, if they have two reagents, you'll get vial one. You know, get one vial for reagent one, another vial for reagent two. Well, if you knock it over or do something, you can easily contaminate it. So what we've done is split it up. So reagent one, say for the nitrite test, is it's instead of one vial, you get two vials. So you use the first one. And that keeps the second one from being exposed to air, from any parts of contamination. When you're done with the first one, you open up the second one. Okay. The other thing is uh the color change with the chemistry we're doing is pretty distinct and uh, the color charts you look down you so you put the color chart down on a table on a, a table or something you put the vial down on top of the color chart and you look down through it so you're looking down through about an inch of water and you can see the color and you can pick it up if it's a, a low range um, you know or or a high range but just a little bit better of course these are you know test kits. they're not eight thousand dollar ten thousand dollar analytical <laughs> instruments. So uh, yeah. you know, they give you a good indication of what's going on. They're easy to use. Um, keep them away from children. Let's let's practice some common sense here. Um, And they're uh, affordable and easy and also they're in stock. Yeah. Yeah. So the second thing that we've... um, Got now within Dr. Tim's, I don't want to skip our media. You know, we showed our media. We, we introduced it early last year, but then COVID hit, and we haven't been able to do a trade show for a year and a half. So this is the first time actually at a show. We have different types of biological media, activated carbon, resins to remove impurities, uh, different ways of removing phosphate. So we've got uh, some GFO. We've got some aluminum oxide, depending on what you're trying to do. The, re- the media comes in two different sizes. And um, you, know, you can always go to our website, drtimsaquatics.com and get more information on those, but they are also in stock.
1: Yep. And if you want to learn more about those specifically, that's another one that we have done a podcast on. So go back and check out the old podcast because we did dedicate one strictly to the medias.
0: Yeah. Um, and... We have a nice, you know, biological media, it's, it's opened, you know, and and so you get good flow because if you don't have good flow through your biological media, it's basically just a rock sitting in your aquarium. Um, (laughs) You need, you need to flow. The bacteria need the flow. We've talked about that many times. Yep. And then something that's quite exciting because it's, it's brand new for me. Uh, uh, i know as little about reptiles as i know you know as much about fish it's kind of the opposite but we have reptile systems and a whole line of reptile products and i know very little about reptiles um but what's kind of cool is that means i get to ask lots of questions well why this and how do you do that and that helps with the product development because the team that we're working with at reptile systems which is part of aquarium systems france uh, the reptile team is based in the uk hillary did a podcast with uh with them um, a few months ago is uh we, we've got a great knowledgeable group and we can translate that into good products that a lot are made in in europe uh, that make reptile keeping easier because it's all about as you'll learn uh, UVA and UVB and all the lighting. Lighting is very important to the health of reptiles, just like lighting is key to the importance of corals. Yep. So you need lighting, you need heat, you need shade, and you need a really good, good food. So we've got a whole line of reptile products. Most of the uh, products we're showing right now are lighting, mercury vapor lamps, T5 fluorescent lamps, LEDs and fixtures to hold them in ceramic heat lamps and things like that. Oh, yeah.
1: It's kind of cool. You talk to the guys over um, reptile systems in the UK and hearing the process and how they go through like developing the products. And like they actually use the stuff like they have these things. And it's, it's a it's a passion project, kind of like all of what you do is you do it for the passion and they do it as well. So it's cool to see a brand that makes products that, you know, because they really care.
0: Yeah, you would you did, like I say a podcast with Dale and Peter and they took you through the uh, reptile room.
1: That was awesome.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very cool talking to these guys. And yes, they're very passionate about that, just like we're passionate about fish. And uh, we'll put the data, because not all lamps are created equal, not all heat, you know, the mercury vapor for the heat and the UVB. And it can get, kind of be overwhelming when we first started partnering partnering with them and learning about all this lighting, it was like, oh, wow, this is this is hard. I'll just stick with fish. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, the last couple of years, we developed um, a way to use what's called the Ferguson scale. And this uh, gentleman, by the name of Ferguson, went all around the world and measured light—not just light, but the UV intensity, because that becomes very important and the different types of UV, A, B, and C. And he came up with this scale from, you know, forested uh, animals. So, so reptiles that live in forests that have a lot of canopy, that get a lot of water, a lot of shade, they need different lighting requirements than say, you know, a bearded dragon or, or, a, you know, a, some type of animal living out in the desert. And, you don't learn about that when you first get a reptile, you know, well, you put it in an abandoned aquarium or something like that, and you feed it some mealworms, and that's about it. And and that's not good for the health of the animal at all. And there's a lot of science behind what is needed. And if you're going to take on the responsibility of keeping a reptile as a pet just like keeping fish as a pet you you have the obligation to provide it the environment the the healthiest environment and it really comes down to lighting and we've taken this ferguson scale you can go on the website reptilesystems.com and see you know you can look at i want to keep a bearded dragon well this is the lights that you need all color coded and simple and how to set this up. Um, So it really, there's no guesswork involved. Here's what you're going to need for that animal. And as it grows, what size the vivarium they're going to need, what type of lamps and things like that. And uh, yeah, make, makes it a lot easier to understand.
1: It's very cool. I I think bearded dragons are either like zone two or three, maybe. So you just go and you look for zone two or three, whichever it might be like, all right, these are the products that I need, and you're good.
0: Yep. Well, luckily, we have a chart, so we don't have to guess. That's true. And bearded dragons are... You've got, <laughs> You've got the chart. <laughs> They're an intermediate between three and four.
1: Oh, wow. I was halfway there.
0: Yeah, halfway there, yeah. Halfway there. Yeah, zone two are like uh, green anoles or guard- garter snakes. You know mm-hmm. what I didn't realize... Because there was a lot of people at the Super Zoo show, a lot of stores, um, uh, just a large range of people, and everybody talked about the turtles and the tortoises. I didn't, you know, that they keep. I didn't realize how popular turtles. You know, turtles live in water and tortoises live on land. That's a generalization, but pretty clear. all sorts of the Greek and the Russian and the this and the that. And it was it was pretty cool.
1: Um, you have turtles though, don't you?
0: I have turtles. Yes, I have four turtles in the pond. One of my ponds in the backyard. What Michelangelo, Donatello, <laughs> Raphael. Oh, shoot. Who's number four? They oh. were uh, my daughter's pets when she went off to college and then i got them back (laughs) or i got (laughs) put in charge of them when she came back from college and and now they live in one of my fish ponds in the backyard and uh do quite well (laughs) been there for a while yep red red red-eared sliders okay so uh, but the Reptile Systems products are very cool. Available, uh, you know, we're talking about all this. Well, where, where can you get all this stuff? Yes. So um, there's uh, uh, Reptile Systems, or um, you can go to my a my dash ASF, my dash Reptile Systems, my dash Doctor tim's. Uh, very simple, and that will take you to a website where you can learn about this, uh, see what types of T5 lamps we have, the mercury vapor lamps, um, we call the Pro-10 New Dawn LEDs, which are very efficient uh, ceramic heaters, uh, the clamp lamp holders for both the heaters and the mercury vapors, all the different products and we're adding more As we can get them, uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, supply chains are a little impacted right now from COVID. So uh, we just actually got a container in yesterday from Europe. I'm uploading it and going to be adding, got some new stuff for both uh, reef aquariums. We're going to be adding some LED lights here soon. Thing. Oh, yeah, you didn't see those. See, I got something in my back pocket, Hillary, you didn't see. All right. But the container has arrived. We'll have to talk about that. But we've got some 100% blue LEDs. Ooh. You know, in in the olden days, as they say, <laughs> um, people use, you know, the blue actinic or the actinic lamps. Well, we've got those in LEDs. So low energy, no heat, really cool. Uh, And we'll probably have to do some type of demo for them. But if you really want to see what they look like, maybe you should come to one of the shows we've talked about. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually going to set up. Yeah, well, uh, Jerry's going to do some tank setups, but we'll have some setups and we'll be demoing some lights. But you can get those. um, Like I say my-ASF. dash or my Dash Reptile Systems, Dr. Tim's Aquatics, lots of ways to get a hold of this. Yep.
1: And if you're listening to this and you're having problems finding the links, send us a message. We'll be happy to send you a direct link to where you can buy the products. Yes.
0: And uh, as since most of these that we're talking about are brand new, uh, we will get those into distribution. So they'll be available at your local pet store but that does take time and it, but, or we should be by Christmas, things like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm excited. Yeah, and we'll be adding in the next, uh, well, 12 months, we've got a, some new products coming out for all, all, of the, all of the brands, reptile products, some more pumps and things that I'm not going to
1: tell you yet. Oh, the anticipation. Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh, but some very cool things on the ASF side and then Dr. Tim's we're working on some new products too. so
1: Ooh, so much new stuff
0: yep Good things nice. And uh, we always like to see these in use um, in that latest contest you're running with the fish with the caption. We're getting- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like the one where the guy said he's he's yakking he's right behind me right
1: yeah i think that's my favorite one right now i'm gonna give it another day and let people comment and then we're gonna throw them up and let people vote in the stories and i've got approval to give away some swag so
0: we've got t-shirts and uh, buttons and stickers for all the brands and we're ordering some new stuff so yes yes um, what else we have going, Hillary?
1: I think we, we don't have a ton of stuff going on. Like it's all been just geared up this month and then just getting everything back together and getting back running on our feet. We do have um, next month, we are going to be talking a lot about um, one and only and first defense and ammonia. So uh, keep an eye out for that because I've got some interesting content that is gonna be coming out. It's stuff that we've talked about on the podcast. So if you have been listening to us, it's probably not gonna be that new, but it's gonna be in a new format, so.
0: Right, we try to make things easier. And as we get more questions, we go, oh, we can add this or we can add that. Um, And I know we have scheduled to do some videos.
1: Yes. Um, which, I'm super excited
0: for the videos. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that way uh, you can actually see how things work. We'll be demoing how to do test kits, what the actual tests mean. Cause people get confused yeah. about uh, nitrite and nitrate and things like that. Um, yeah. And and cycling, uh, I think the biggest thing is the, with the cycling is the lack of patience. I bought the one and only live nitrifying bacteria. I added it this morning. How come my tank isn't cycled?
1: (laughs) Yes. I've heard a lot of that lately. So that's, you know, we were talking before we got started about, you know, having some diagrams to show people. So I think, I think that will be helpful as well.
0: It it doesn't happen in eight hours folks.
1: No, it It, takes time. All good things take time.
0: Yeah. So, uh, the bacteria have to stick to the media uh, and then start working. Uh, we get this all the time. You know, The batch was a dud. Um, and I'm not saying we're 100% perfect. Of course, we're not 100% perfect. But we try very hard never to ship duds. So uh, as um, we talked about, and I th- I gave a talk to the Minnesota Aquarium Society, maybe two weeks ago it's like august yeah. 8th or something yeah
1: it was the beginning of the month it,
0: and it was all about fresh water they're more of a fresh water club so it was uh cycling because because at macna we talked about macna so two years ago when macna was in orlando i gave a talk and it's up on youtube on um you know how how to quickly cycle or more quickly not a day but just things you can do to cycle your saltwater aquarium faster because magna is more reef and salt water. And I did the equivalent thing with, for fresh water. Um, and I would definitely uh, look at, try to find that and, and we can do a talk like that on a podcast too, because uh, a com not a common, but more, more common than you think, especially with betta bowls and smaller aquariums, people go to the store or a, a water dispenser and they get absolutely pure rodi water you know really super great pure water for your iron or something not so good for your fish aquarium just nope too pure for your bacteria and that causes problem but they don't understand i got the purest water well bacteria don't live in absolutely pure water and pure water by that we mean no iron no calcium no magnesium no sulfate just nothing in there it's not very good for the bacteria at all.
1: I think about those water purification stations and stuff. If you look at them, it's like it goes through all of these different types of filters. I'm like, well, it's probably getting rid of any bacteria that might have been in the water. So, it's a good indicator that it's not a good place for them to thrive or even exist.
0: So, um, we can do a podcast on that because uh, we we make products. Uh, for both freshwater and saltwater. The test kits, freshwater, saltwater, the ASF line of pumps can be used for freshwater and saltwater too. You know, you you don't have to, uh, or this isn't just for a reef tank. There's lots of uses for a um, good DC pump in in freshwater systems and uh, you know large freshwater tanks and save some electricity and be able to monitor without a valve what happens with a with a traditional pump is that it only has one speed so it's pumping the water if the water's too water flow rate is too much you put a ball valve either you, you shouldn't really put a ball valve on the intake side you should never restrict the intake of a pump because that can cause uh, air. So basically, like a straw, it's going to maybe suck air in there, which can cause supersaturation of nitrogen, which is a big problem. Um, so never restrict the intake of your pump. You restrict the output by putting a valve in there. And if you don't, uh, if you want to reduce the flow rate, you close the valve. But that causes the pump basically to work harder. And, be, and generate heat, which you don't really want. Um, so we'll, we'll go through and we'll do a future podcast about the difference between AC and DC pumps, but they can be used in freshwater and saltwater aquariums equally.
1: Taking notes. You're making notes. Huh? <laughs> like, <that laughs> always be- taking
0: notes. Yeah, always taking notes. Um, and then uh proper use of test kits we should do something like that Um, yeah yeah because the the difficulty with the calcium magnesium alkalinity hardness test is that they're they're a titration and right there that may be a word that you've not heard before so this, what I call the standard test, the pH, ammonia, nitrite, nitrate, phosphate. You add reagents, you know, one reagent up to maybe three reagents, depending on the test. And you add them in the right order, shake it, be very careful. Don't use your fingertip, cover the vial with the cap. Okay. Let's be safe here. These are chemicals. Um, and then it will change color. And the color intensity is matched to the amount of the target chemical. So if you have nitrite, uh, if you add the reagents and the water's clear after all that, in the time you got to, there's a time lap as, after the last addition of the last reagent, then you know, it's not there. But if there's the more nitrite, there is the deeper, the color. And you, it's a pretty simple test. But with these other tests, these titration tests, what you have to do is you add one liquid, which is called an indicator, and then you take another liquid, and typically you would add drops. And you add drops and swirl it, add another drop and swirl it, and at some point, the water is going to change color, it'll go from clear to a color, or it'll go from maybe a yellow to a blue, there'll be a color change. And you count the drops and then you look at a chart and you've got a rough idea. Where we're different is we give you a micro, one mil syringe that you fill with the titrant. And then you drop that in, in very precise, the syringe is easy to use and you're adding a very known amount for the color change, and then you can go to the chart. And the, the point being that you're going to get a better reading because you're adding a more defined, smaller increment. So you can get a, a much more precise reading on what your values are. But it takes a little practice to add these types of things, you don't want to just squeeze in you want to use a little you know one one small drop at a time with these syringes and we'll demonstrate for that uh, demonstrate that for you
1: i'll say that sounds like a good one to definitely be turned into a video
0: yeah um, easy to use once you understand the concept and uh, much better increment so instead of it's 10 you know between 10 and 20 well it's 10 12 14 you know on some of these um, w- which gives you a good idea of of what's going on and if you've been listening to this series you know calcium and magnesium make up hardness and alkalinity is your buffering but we'll go over all that because it's always good to go over things
1: yeah so. all right
0: all right so lots Bad ideas of, for lots of, new podcasts <laughs> well, i'm
1: sorry what's that <laughs> We've got ideas for four new podcasts. We're gonna be set till the end of the year.
0: Yes. And I'm not dressing up, Pillar.
1: Okay. <laughs> we'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> it's Halloween. You gotta dress up as like your favorite fish or a shark costume or a dinosaur. <clears throat> <laughs> Possibilities are limitless. Ah, shark.
0: Dr. Tim's shark team. That would be kind of fun.
1: I have stingray costumes. You have stingray costumes. I do. Okay, come as your
0: favorite fish. Well, maybe oh. we'll have to do so. I don't know. I I, don't
1: I, think it, it could be fun.
0: It could be fun. It could be fun. The Aqua Shella uh, Halloween.
1: I like yeah. it. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Like any excuse to dress up and get candy.
0: <laughs> I hear someone's a little bit of a donate donut aficionado
1: oh yes Uh i will not hide that i love donuts Mm, yes
0: (laughs) all right so now you know a little bit a little secret about hillary she'll work for donuts
1: yes food donuts (laughs) yep cool
0: okay so i think we've we've talked about the shows the shows that are coming up really would like to see everybody we enjoy people coming out Um, meeting everybody that's the purpose of these shows face to face um you know have some fun talk fish talk plants you know just talk about everything and uh it's it's a it's a fun hobby we're all involved in and uh, we're quite passionate here at dr tim's and we're learning new things which is great on the reptiles that's that's um very nice it's a lot of
1: fun all right. Well, if you are listening to this and you have any questions that we haven't answered, we do have another Q and a podcast coming up. Um, if we don't get to it this month, we'll definitely get to it next month. So send in your questions if you have those. And if not, we hope to see you at the shows.
0: Yeah. And be looking, you know, at the websites, uh, because we'll be unpacking the pallets, getting pictures and getting the new products up there and getting them on the stores and, and into the distributors to get in stores. Um, and uh, pretty exciting. Yep. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Dr. Tim's uh, Aquariums podcast with Dr. Tim and Hillary. We much appreciate you listening to us. Bye for now.